All right, good night, good afternoon, good morning, guten tag. This is the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast. I am your host. Wait, uh, not really. Uh, I'm just the editor. Uh, you're listening to episode 13 of the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast, and for episode 13, we seem to have lost a good chunk of the podcast, uh, including the intro. So, lucky for you guys, I'm the intro this week. Uh, we're going to be talking to... Mr. Big Paul Floss, uh, this week as the guest on the podcast, uh, South Dakotan native, I believe he resides in Sioux Falls, uh, so it should be a great episode, just wanted to give you a little intro, let you know what episode we're on, I know the hosts kind of get a little crazy with that sometimes, wanted to make sure I set that straight as the editor, uh, also, I received an email, um, along with these files, uh, when I went to download the files, uh, it said it was from one Big Matthew. Uh, he went on and on about how he was upset that he was made fun of for the voicemail he left last week and yada, 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 and he's keeping the first hack of the podcast ransom, yada, yada. Uh, I kind of ignored it, just deleted the email, but Big Matthew, if we could have the first half of the podcast, that'd be that'd be great. So um, until then, this is your intro. See you next Tuesday? I don't know. How does this thing work? So we are going to go into a uh, steady segment that we've had uh, where we go ahead and rate last week's episode. Um, Keith, you want to fill me in on who was on last week or was that the rate? That was the rate. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was the host. Recap. <laughs> it was the yeah. host and only those. Yep. It yep. was the it recap. Was, it was their version. Yep. It was their version of our episode. You know, they they stole our episode. You know, we told them all along we were going to do a Massonomics uh, Lift Hard, Live Easy Classic uh, recap. And somehow they, you know, they recorded a night before us, released it a day before us. They stole our idea, you know. But what's what's family for? I mean, if you, if you can't help your sister out, who can you help out? But uh, I enjoyed the episode. It was very good. Uh, we It was one of the few episodes I didn't get a chance to listen to, at least partially live. because We, like didn't want to ruin our experience when we recorded just by having what they said fresh in our brains. So listening to the full thing, I actually, uh, I very seldom will listen to them Sunday night via YouTube. Uh, but I like made a point, I think on Monday, I only had, a, I had a really short commute to work and I wanted to be able to consume the whole podcast like earlier than later. So I just, uh, I don't think I just basically laid in bed and maybe I was playing video games or something for like two hours and then just consumed the podcast that way. But, uh, very enjoyable. It was fun listening to them. You know their 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 perspective of certain things. I would say we agreed with most of them. Uh, so all in all, for a uh, for a non guest episode, uh, we'll go ahead and give it five JD powers. What about you, Paul? How did you enjoy last week's episode? So last week's episode, I usually am a dedicated listener uh, when I take the dog on the morning walk every Monday. But I actually had a little downtime on Sunday evening, so I actually sat and watched the whole YouTube video of it. Hey, me too. Uh, you know, it was nice to har- it was nice to uh, harken back to the Lift Hard Live, Live Easy, where I got to meet all you guys in the flesh. Uh, the one criticism I have really is neither neither of the other podcast hosts went top shelf, and you know, pretty disappointing. I know. Uh, Big Joey, you were up there. Big Bryce, Big Mason, and I were up there. A bunch of the spotting and loading crew were up there. But uh, neither of the other podcast guests were. It was a nice shout-out from them, knowing that I was one of the last ones to leave the, uh, the zoo bar after drinking several froggers. 
But overall, I'd have to say uh, five JDs for sure. And uh, so a Frogger's a bucket? No, a Frogger is this uh, neon green drink that tastes like bug juice. And I don't know what kind of liquor they put in it. But uh, Big Bryce ordered a round for the table, which was like five or six. And his total was $13. (laughs) That's hysterical. They're like $2 shots or less. That's, That's crazy. insane. I love it. Yeah. So he literally looked at me. We're both used to going out in Sioux Falls where drinks are a little bit more expensive. And he's like, well, I just, of course, drink it for free. <laughs> now, is it like a shot or a cup of like, is it like an actual No, it, like- was a, it was a mixed drink. Oh, okay. So it probably was more like, ju- it was like ju- their version of jungle juice, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. What's but it was, jungle juice? It was, just uh you know i had it in high school okay so no I, you know uh just to get a big like you know gator gatorade cooler or some big vat and do a bunch of different fruit and fruit punch flavors and shit and as much cheap like clear liquor as you can pour in it and then sang- just isn't that just sangria well maybe no, not when sangria you're like in it. Ah, okay see here I, was like, th- I thought you were talking about mississippi mud where you just take all the bottles, right. you take every bottle, whatever's left in it, and you mix it into one big vat, and you, that's what you oh, drink. That oh, Jesus Christ. Now, Hank 3's got a song about it. No, I was I was drinking Jack and Coke in high school. Like, I don't know what you guys were drinking. I didn't have no fancy fruit and clear things. There ain't nothing fancy about Jungle Juice. That <laughs> is usually a, a very rough, puking night. Uh, have so you like, ever had Strip and Go Naked? No, I can't say I have. Wait. So it's a. So are you having strip and go, and uh, you're naked, or is it called strip and go naked? It's it's called strip and go naked. It's a uh, thirty pack of like Bush Light or Keystone Light, a handle of vodka, cheap preferably, and uh, two frozen lemonades, uh, like come in the cans, you know. And then you just put it in a big Gatorade jug and you let it all mix together, and then you just pour it out, and it sounds terrible, but it's very good. Have you ever had strip and go? You ever had strip and go naked? Like, <laughs> I thought that's what you were setting me up for. Um, so like Paul, I actually tuned into YouTube because that was the day I had to fast. And what else was I doing for an entire day besides running back and forth to the uh, certain facilities? So I slapped on my headphones and I put it on the YouTube. I actually watched the podcast, which I almost never do. Um, really good episode. I love hearing that they're... Uh, they're they're closer to doing it again next year than they are to not. That's good to know. Helps me plan out my year where I decide if I'm going to do the Arnold this or both. And uh, you know, beyond that, hearing hearing they had as much fun as we did, despite the fact that they had to run everything, was pretty good to hear. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give it a five JD Power Associates for this week's episode. The fair rating. You know, I like to be really hard on my ratings, but this week I thought, you know, it'd be a little light with that five. So you would call that a, a, a flaccid rating then, potentially? <sighs> You're the, like, I'm, I'm more, I'm more <laughs> playing into it now. Like you, you made it a thing. So now I'm kind oh, of Oh, like did I? I em- made it a Embellishing thing. it and stuff. It's, 
it's kind of like the orange like everyone associated me with the orange so i was just like okay let me just go like full tilt with the orange and it's like oh apparently I leaning like hard leaning yeah. hard but is, is is orange better than being the penis guy i don't think it is <laughs> would you would you rather be orange glaze or big dick liquor or liquor, uh, big dick i'm liquor. not a liquor out <laughs> but but moving on to our sponsor read of the week big paul foss decided he would uh take it out of our hands this week we didn't even offer it to him he just said listen up you sons of guns i'm doing the sponsor read and here he goes all right well Today's podcast is brought to you by the Massonomics podcast, run by uh, two of my own brethren from the 605. Just a bunch of podcasts about absolutely nothing. If you want to learn about lifting, you might learn a little bit. If you want to learn a lot about screwing around, you're going to learn a lot of that. You can be a supporting member for as little as $3, and then you get to make real adult friendships like I have, and you might end up on a different podcast. So tune in, subscribe. Become a supporting member. Thank you. Thanks uh, also to Massonomics. Um, you know, I was out talking to uh, somebody who's not crew, but like crew adjacent. And, you know, it was really cool to be able to explain to them, you know, they're our main sponsor. Like, we don't, they take care of everything. And it's really cool that they do that for us. So thanks for that uh, ad read there, Paul. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover? Or should we dive right in and get our guest on the whole guest on I the think horn? It's, I think it's time to get him on the phone. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get him. I think he's in the waiting room um big paul is that you it is i hey welcome you're live on the unpaid and underrated we're gonna jump right in we don't want to leave anything on the table you know we don't have any we don't want to miss any gold so we're just gonna jump right in without any practice (laughs) head first like always head first like always we ain't breaching this one we're going right through um so what brought you to massonomics you've been here a while i think i so I've been a ma- ma- loyal Massonomics listener and customer for many years. I think I bought my first shirt in 2017, 2016. Wow. Uh, I, was, I was actually a flight nurse in New Mexico at the time. I was flipping through Instagram and saw the original lift shirt. I think that was my first order. So I bought that. They sent me a pack of stickers with it, which I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Didn't, didn't deserve that. They called me Big Paul. Great. So I slapped it on the, my uh, one of my water bottles, and I was doing a patient care flight. Got back on a dead leg, had it up, and had it tied to my flight cot. Took a picture of it, put it on my Instagram, and it was the original Yeah Buddy sticker. And uh, said, put it on my Instagram story. Got shared and liked by Massonomics, which I thought was a big deal at the time. So now, all those years later, here I am on a podcast about Massonomics. <laughs> and I, I actually didn't know that they were from Aberdeen when I'm originally from, I, I've lived in South Dakota all my life, except for when I was down in New Mexico for a little bit. But uh, I had no idea they were from Aberdeen when I made the order until I got it in my hands. It was Aberdeen, South Dakota. And I looked at it and I couldn't believe it. Just I've been to Aberdeen lots of times. How have I never heard about this? <laughs> so we've all been to Aberdeen, and I don't think a lot of people have heard of them either. So you're you're it's not just the fact that you're like a few hours away in Sioux Falls, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Like like they're huge in our world, but I think like in Aberdeen, you know, they're just you know some dudes that own a gym that have like 50 members in the old oh, Aberdeen. Right. I mean, yeah, and that's everybody in. So I in Sioux Falls, we call it Aberdaber, mm-hmm. and. uh I wear their shirts and stuff to work all the time. And people are like, what the hell is Massonomics? Like I could try to explain it to you, but 
it's probably just easier to become a supporting member. <laughs> <laughs> All the answers that you want could be yours for $3 a month. So I think what I got from that, though, is you've been a long time Massonomics, you know, patron, but are you somewhat new to actually being a supporting member or are you just new to Discord in general? I I think I've been a supporting member for, I think, going on a year now. And, uh, you know, I've, I've heard about Discord on the other podcast and Instagram stories and stuff like that. So I finally have become more involved in it now since the meet. I've been more involved in it. And, uh, you know, really, it's just cool because there's a bunch of other dorks like me that love to lift and, you know, be goofy, try to be serious at times, mostly just be silly and make, you know, dumb jokes and dumb memes. Do you find it easier in the Discord now that you've met most of us? Like, did you find that easier? Because for me, it was the other way around. I found meeting people easier because of Discord. Or just so, like I-, I think now that people have kind of put a face to a name, it's easier. Like uh, Chris Derringer, now that I know him, he's a nice guy. His his wife's a lot cooler than him, but, you know, that's pretty normal. <laughs> he knows it, too, and so does she. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of Discord and Instagram, do you want to share everyone, or at least your Instagram, uh, you know, we always do it at the end, but it's kind of nice. People can kind of, you know, if they want to look you up since we just got you on the horn, uh, specifically your Discord and Instagram, if you just wanted people to find you there. Uh, so I'm, I think, I can't remember if my Discord, I think it's just Big Paul. I think I'm the only Paul in the Discord, actually. And uh, yeah, my my Instagram is Paul Foss, R-N-F-O-S-S. I tend to kind of mutter and slur my words a little bit. Uh, I've had that ever since I became a nurse. So it just has been my handle for a lot of stuff for a long time. It's it's not Paul floss. Nope. Okay. All right. I hope Nate's listening. It's not floss. I'll get back to that later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, how was your uh, long walk home after going top shelf? Uh, we, you basically, I'm assuming how early into the night did you decide I'm not driving? I'm leaving my car here because I hope oh, that, that no. was. <laughs> and now, and no, you no, didn't, no. you didn't walk back to Sioux Falls when you say home. No, I walked back to the super eight, but I walked from the super eight to the zoo bar and then I walked back. Ah, okay. Okay. Oh, I, was uh, I think it was Chris that had, decided to get an Uber or something that night and then had to walk back to his car the next morning, I believe. Okay. That's exactly what I was trying to avoid. And uh, (laughs) I was, my back was super tight from lifting and I was like, man, I need to even myself out a little bit. So Mm. it was like 1.9 miles and about halfway through it, it was hotter than shit. So it was like, Oh man, I was wearing a, the five pack tee. So it was black in very tight denim jorts. And flip-flops. So about halfway through, I was like, this was a mistake, but I'm too far committed to this. But at least uh, in the morning, hungover and sore, I didn't have to walk back to the zoo bar or try to get an Uber at 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, you walk a lot anyway, right? And, you know, I... I I do. I don't... I know we like to be silly gooses around here, um, but you have an incredible story about uh, weight loss and adversity and, and things... And I do think that you're walking as part of it. And I saw the face you made and I love you, um, but it's probably worth sharing, man. Cause people go through this kind of stuff all the time. You don't have to touch on anything that's uncomfortable, but like, tell us, man, like what, what happened? Why, what, obviously it was a big enough story that somebody else told us we should bring it up. 
Right. So I'm going to guess uh, Big Maddie, my wife, uh, probably told you about <laughs> this. But uh, at one point in my life, I was a big fat bastard, as I tell her and tell everybody. And most people don't believe me looking at me now. Uh, at one point, I graduated college, and I was about 330 pounds. But I started working as a nurse and uh, just was kind of very unhappy with how I looked. So I decided I'm going to start working out. Uh, started just the bro split, you know. I hit a major chest, major back, major leg every day. And then I finally kind of developed into powerlifting. And I've been doing the big three for the last uh, training, training consistently for the last five years. Uh, but I competed at 242. I weighed in at like 237. So, I mean, I've maintained a hundred pound weight loss here or there since that point. Uh, but yeah, I, now I have the excuse that I have my dog that he needs to be walked and exercised, but I walk <laughs> probably five and a half, six miles a day. But uh, that's about what what they said. Now, what what was the? Do you mind? What was the catalyst for? That's it. I'm losing this. You know, kind of a serious goose deal here, but it's like you know you just wake up and enough days in a row, and you're just very unhappy with how you look and like. I was 20, what, 22 years old and chicks don't necessarily dig the dude that's big and fat. So I was like, I need to do something about this. And so now I, uh, you know, replace my crippling addiction with food with uh, working out and walking my dog. So it's a, probably a better choice. I agree. I agree. What was first, um, diet or exercise? I kind of did a combination of both, but probably more so diet first. Uh, you know, I kind of lived at home, lived in the dorms through college, so I just ate crappy. And at one point when I was in school, when I was in, in college, I had a girlfriend at the time that kind of pressured me into uh, crash dieting, eating like 1,200 calories a day and running. And uh, to this day, I still hate running as a result. And Same. I lost... I lost so much muscle mass and just was a shell of a man. And then I went back to school and started eating a bunch of shit again. So gained it all back. And then I just graduated and started to clean up my diet, cut, cut out a bunch of sweets and just, you know, bullshit that we're all guilty of eating and cutting it back. You know, you can have it once in a while. So I kind of do the 90, 10 split of clean eating. So mm-hmm. right, it's, uh, not a yeah, diet. Diet first. it's not a diet. It's your diet, right? Right, right, right. You know, it's one of those like, oh, here, this is bad for you. Well, bad in what way? Um, but, you know, it's your diet. Uh, well, it's really, I just, I really wanted to talk about that. I really wanted to hear about it because, you know, it's one of those things I heard and I know that's not easy. And I wanted to just commend you and say, hey, glad you're here. Glad you're finally happy if that's what you are. Um, yeah, for sure. I never thought I'd be uh, 230, 240 pounds with a uh, four pack. So got that going for me. Oh, yeah. Four pack. Yeah. Ugh. I've got the keg. There's there's muscle under there, but there's a lot of layers to protect it. That's <laughs> that's what I always joke. Uh, the reason I asked about diet or exercise first is I've heard about the transference effect. That mm-hmm. sometimes if you just do some exercise, eventually you'll step up. It's like Ar- Arnold was saying, you can't outwork a bad diet, but like you kind of can. Because if you keep working, eventually your diet will start to suit the needs of it right. just because your brain will start going, well, you're already doing this. Do the next step. Start doing like and that's, and that's and that's still why I eat so clean now. It's because I I really do love strength training and you know it's a pretty big part of my life. So it's like if I can fuel it with good shit and then I can perform better, it just makes more sense. So if I want to go out with my wife and 
have a banger of a dinner and I'm going to, but it's not something I'm going to do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely happened. I got a break. Thanks for sharing that. And you know, I, um, I hope that wasn't stepping on any toes, but I, it was something I was interested in. So what's no, next? No, absolutely not. What's next? You just did the lift hard, live easy. Some strong man, maybe in the future. Like what's, what's going on? With I've that? always, so, uh, when I first started getting into shape, uh, I did an amateur strongman in a little podunk town, which is actually southwest of where I live now in Sioux Falls. And uh, I got, I think, third place in that, just kind of a fun little dick around one. Looking back now, if I'd have been a little bit better shape, I could have won it. But strongman would be fun. It's just South Dakota. They just aren't real big into like athletic endeavors for whatever reason. The lift hard, live easy for untested powerlifting which granted I can compete tested, whatever, but you know, I like the deadlift bar. I like a squat bar. Do I squat or deadlift enough for it to really matter? No, but, uh, that was like, that was about one of the first ones that they've done on this side of the state. They used to do one West river, but, uh, I would love to do strongman, but I just got to find competitions to try. You brought up a point there and it's something I think I, I want to contend a little bit. And it's come up multiple times. And it's the idea that unless you're doing over five plates, you wouldn't notice the difference on a deadlift bar. Uh, Well, I call shenanigans. Having lifted on a deadlift bar, the Kabuki and the Texas power bar and my straight bar, and even only doing three plates, uh, there's a difference. There's a difference with the knurling. There's a difference with the thickness. There's a little whip. Even once you more than two plates, you notice the whip. Right. It's a little longer. So I, I would, I would say that right. you're not the first to say it. So I didn't want to like argue with you, but like I, people in the discord have said it before. And I'm like, no, no, man, I noticed. And I only did three plates cause I was just having some fun. Right. And I, uh, so I have a Ohio deadlift bar, a robot mm-hmm. in my, in my home gym, which I'd love to get in Texas, but, uh, I just got to save up the cash for it. I got one for sale for two fifty, buddy. I just I'm not shipping it though. You got to come up to Rochester and get it, and I'll, I'll even give you the crew discount of two hundred. I have in laws that live in Rochester, so I could actually try to bargain my way to do that with my wife. But uh, <laughs> we could we could do that. But buddy. the the first time I ever pulled five hundred was on a stiff bar, mm-hmm. and then I pulled it on a deadlift bar, and I was like, oh, there is a difference. Yes, yeah. The for like I'm at home and I'm using the stiff bar, which is the bells of steel bare steel, and it's like four plates was hard. Sure. You know, a little higher. It was hard. And then I'm picking it up on the deadlift bar and it's like, this is way easier. <laughs> like, and it's only four plates. So I think, all right, well, you could always come to Canada. Like we apparently have a ton of strongman stuff. I don't even compete in strongman, but I've just been following Mitch Hooper and look, looking at what he does. And we apparently just have strongman everywhere. I'm in a contest right now to win a mammoth bar attachment from some strongman com- company out in, out in Newfoundland. So you can always come up here. We're not that far. And I'm sure there's no. a ton of strongman stuff up here going. That reminds me. Uh, do you guys remember when JF Carone like blew his legs out maybe a year or two ago? Like, yeah, I saw how, the video. How, how that, that was over a year ago. Is he like retired? Is he fucked? Nope. Like I, I haven't actually like followed up on that, but it was at least, it was, was it the Arnold 2022? It had to be the Arnold 2022, right? Was it quad tears that happened to him? Or I think I, it, I think it was a double duel. Yeah, yeah was... he dropped the uh, he dropped the log on himself, didn't he? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. No, Jesus. he's actually he's he's still at it. I saw or somebody. Was it, I was saw it on somebody... the big squat? Maybe I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, either I'm sorry. I swear he dropped the log on it. But no, yeah. he's back. He's uh he's not obviously at top, 
Um, but he is rehabilitating. He is working. Um, I saw him doing some heavy lifts the other day. That's good. Um, but I mean, what's the point with Mitchell Hooper demolishing <laughs> well, was, everybody? Like yeah, Mitchell Hooper right. was doing two thousand pound leg press for ten reps today on Instagram to prep for shenanigans because he's going up. He's going up to the mm-hmm. Shaw, right? So yeah, he's as much as Jeff Cron is, you know, one of the originals with Mitchell Hooper right. there, just. just <laughs> well <sighs> speaking of leg presses and other home gym pieces of equipment big paul i saw that you just got rid of one of your squat racks and you were uh debating on what next piece of equipment to get you would ask about you know uh, a, lat, a lat pull down or a functional trainer or what this that and the other because i think currently you have a, a, a power rack a leg extension leg curl combo and you know that's about it right so what are you looking to add to the gym <sighs> i'd like to just outfit it with all the best stuff but uh I really think a lap pull down with a low row is probably going to be my next. I do, you know, I try to keep training as simple as I can. Uh, I got, you know, safety squat bar, deadlift bar, Olympic bar, power bar, my leg extension, leg curl. So I think getting something upper body would be nice. I have the room that I could do a lap pull down. And if I could find a screaming deal on a functional trainer, I probably would. But uh, I think a lap, lap pull down is probably going to be my next purchase. Nice. How much square footage are you working with out there? Uh, it's 14 by 20, uh, inside. So, and I have a, I could cut down my platform a little bit cause I have my squat rack on a deadlift platform. That's a full sheet of plywood long. So whatever, eight foot, eight foot, eight foot deep. And then you deadlift in front of it then I'm guessing. Yeah. And that's, so I kind of have a Franken rack. That's a Titan squat stand that I bought the extensions off the back just to make it into a half rack, which it works for me. And, uh, so, and it has all my weight storage on it, but eventually I'd like to upgrade to a six post because, uh, my wife actually graduates PA school on Friday. So she wants to get back into lifting with me. So I think I could probably swing upgrading to a six post so we could lift at the same time and not have to mess with heights. So, and then she would like a, probably like a lat down on a functional trainer. So there you I, go. Gotta, I really just got to talk her into making it seem like her idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, you train with her once and you realize i'm assuming you guys aren't similar heights so benching and squatting together is not really going to work out no she is a uh, five foot four and i am six foot three yeah, that's not the same height so yeah that's uh so you can mean you can sell it all and get a combo rack but then they're not overly like safe and shit and you know if you don't have spotters and whatnot unless you do some kind of like harness in the ceiling and i should try to talk her into buying a mono yeah that's uh i don't know i've never been a fan of monos personally but there's a lot of guys that like it uh you know they're just you know different strokes for different folks but well in america we walk out squats <laughs> absolutely did you earlier you were talking about when you were quote unquote building out the shed um did you actually like do some reinforcing for deadlifts specifics because you don't tell, like if you're just deadlifting on the the stock floor i can't imagine this going well no, so uh, I actually watched the original Massonomics How to Build a Deadlift Platform video. So I have uh, two sheets of three-quarter inch particle board and then stall mats and then my middle uh, finished piece of plywood. So I haven't had seen any cracks come up yet. So Perfect. Well, that's good. And that's I've, good. And I've, I've dropped 585 on it once and it hasn't done anything, so... Was that uh was that at the top and she slipped out or did you do one of those uh oh I, I stood up with it and you just kind of got over overzealous and just threw it down uh I, the tunnel started closing in <laughs> so it was kind of a 
it was it was controlled, but it gotcha. wasn't controlled. <laughs> might might have got at least one red light at a meet. <laughs> yeah, as I just black out and fall down. So speaking of the meet, though, how was your experience as far as your uh, you know numbers? Did you hit PRs? Was this this wasn't this wasn't your first meet? So did you hit new meet? Did you hit any? This was my new. This is my fifth meet I've done, and actually I PR'd in all three. Um, I actually had an eighty pound total PR, squatted four thirty, three ten bench, and a five seventy five deadlift. So I was pretty happy. It's a big deadlift. I was I was very happy with it. I'd hit it once in training, but it uh, you know probably didn't lock out. I kind of had a soft lockout at home, so it was kind of shaky whether I wanted to go for it, but um. It was all I had in the tank because I've watched the live feed and I was there's a couple shakes on the way up, so I was like, yeah, probably a good thing I didn't push it any higher. Well, it's good to see that that really long commute you had from Sioux Falls didn't affect you negatively. Right, that's you know a whole three and a half hours. I had to drive <laughs> eighty five, and then I had to slow down to forty five a couple times. So now I wonder that there's a lot of guys in Sioux Falls now. Uh, there's multiple other crew in Sioux Falls. Are you going to make any attempt to meet up with them? I think. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on people's names right now, but I know at least three or four guys that live in Sioux Falls. Uh, Bryce, Tommy, Sh- should we be calling it? Should we be calling it Crew Falls? So yeah, pretty much. Uh, so if you peep the uh, Massonomics it's Instagram story the uh, the other day, there was a text conversation that was about making is is this how you make adult friends and it only costs three dollars. That was actually Big Bryce and my conversation. So we're actually planning a time so I can head over to Little Sweeties and get a get a lift session in, and I could probably learn a thing or two about conjugate from Bryce. Uh, he's he's a big boy, big and strong. Uh, big Mason is coming down. He's actually sort of my neighbor. He lives about three blocks away, and uh, so I might, he might have to come over to the shred shed a little bit and teach me how to bench. And I I still have yet to see Big Tommy uh, walking around town with his couple kids and his dog i see lives on the kind of sioux falls is split down the middle of with the interstate and there's east side of sioux falls west side i live on the west side which is the best side and the east side (laughs) is where tommy and big bryce live but i'll i'll make an excursion big big grayson's out there too isn't he i think he is and i i haven't met him so okay yeah that'd be cool he was at the meet wasn't he yeah he was well it's the thing there was like there were 60 of us there so like I know I didn't shake the hands of at least 20 people that I probably should have and like met and introduced. So like, I guarantee that there's, yeah, that's funny. Like Grayson could live a block away from him and they never met just because there were so many fucking people there. And if you just didn't have to cross, if you just weren't introduced, you know, I, yeah, there was too many. I, Paul, I don't even think you and I spoke much at all on the weekend. I think just maybe a little bit in passing, but it was just, it was chaos. Yeah. it was almost, you're right, Keith. It was impossible. It was utterly impossible to talk to all of the people I wanted to talk to. And then somebody would be like, oh, hey, that's uh, And I'd be like, oh, I want to talk to that guy. But then he's like going up for his thing. And then I get described like I, I, distracted. It was it was crazy. I think I asked Paul three separate occasions if he got a sticker. If he listens to our podcast, <laughs> I, I was like, did I add you to the list yet? So like, so well, he, had, he, had, he had his long hair then. So he, oh, stood, yeah. out. he stood out then. You're you're a different person. Um, so now I just blend in. There was so a uh, there was a how do I word this in a way that doesn't get me in trouble? Mm-hmm. There is a, a plethora of people that look mildly the same at that meet, and it bearded bearded with long hair and taller than us. Well, n- there was a couple of those, but there was generic like clean shaven, short hair, muscular, in white t shirt guys. 
And I was like, even one or two, I was like, did we, did we meet already? And they're like, yeah, last night. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But like the people that have like distinguishing features, like Paul's long hair, I, he stood out to me the entire time. Right. But now you don't have that long hair. That's less than two weeks later. So what happened? So, uh, my wife and I got married two years ago and then she started to be school to be a physician assistant. And I told her it's a two year program. I said, I'm not cutting my hair when you're in school. So she graduates on Friday and uh, last Thursday on my day off of work, I went to the barber and uh, got my hair cut off and I had the idea that I was going to cut it off and donate it. So I ended up doing that. It was 14, about 14 inches of hair that I cut off, uh, so I came home and I didn't tell her that I had cut my hair <laughs> yeah. and she was just at home at home studying. And I just show up and she's like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> like, Oh, I cut my hair. And she's like, was almost tearing up. She's like, I started to really get attached to your hair. It's like, yeah, it's time. It's hot. Yeah. It'll come back. Yeah. It all hits hair. It'll grow back. Yeah. It'll so be what? Have you noticed anything that's just easier now without having like, you know, two foot of hair? Like is work easier? Or is... Shout- showering's probably way easier. <laughs> Not having to wear it in a bun at work has to be great. Yeah. Showering is immensely easier. Working is really nice not to have to put my hair up all the time. Because I'd go to work and like if I had showered even the night before, it would still be wet when I got off work the next day. It just held water and like it's just hot. And then just, it's like brushing it and just. I don't know how women who have long hair do it or guys that keep long hair for a long time. Cause two years I was at my wits end, but yeah, I mean, it went to a good cause and actually I uh, got, I sent to wigs for kids, which uh, when Alan Thrall cut his hair years ago, uh, he had a Instagram post about it saying that uh, locks of love actually don't or charges kids for their wigs that they get from them. And uh, I was like, well, I'm not going to donate to something like that. So he donated to Wigs for Kids, and that's where I did it. And actually, uh, today I had a coworker that donated a bunch of her hair to him, too. So it's kind of cool. That is awesome. Very commendable. So speaking of your coworker, um, have you, so you've been a nurse for a while. Have you done a couple different feet? At one point you were a flight nurse, and now you're in, in uh, you're, what do you specifically do now, if you wanted to mention that? Or how has your career evolved? What Keith really wants to know, Paul, <laughs> is so, what's a catheter and a penis like? <laughs> I did not say that. Well, someone, someone, I think, I think Big Bryce asked what it was like <laughs> to be a work in the cath lab, I think, but I'm not sure if that's what you so, actually do. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I work in a cardiac cath lab. So basically, my job is uh, the most intense part that I do is if you have a heart attack, you come into the cath lab, we put a, either a line in your arm or in your leg, and we go up and we shoot pictures of your coronary arteries. And if you have an occlusion, we balloon and stent to open it back up to make to kind of decrease the damage that you've done to your heart if you have a heart attack. Um, so for nursing-wise, it's a pretty great job. I work four tens a week, so I get one day off. Oh, that's not bad uh, at all. I work a little bit of call, but uh, – I do a, a lot of sedation. We do conscious sedation at work. So basically I get to put people to sleep. And if I do my job right, they don't remember my name. So I can never do a good or a bad job, you know, <laughs> was, uh, they never, was, and they never remember, they, they never remember me. Was so was, was big Nate, one of your, uh, patients previously. Is that why he thinks your name is floss? Potentially. <laughs> he, might, he might have a little hazy. Damn it. I really thought that was going to land. That did not land. Damn. It took a second. It took a second. 
<laughs> well, that's yeah. No, I I got put under for my thing I did this week, um, and it's actually kind of a funny story. Is um, they were asking why I was there, and I was explaining that I was losing strength, and as a lifter, I track that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So the anesthesiologist comes in, right, and they tell her, "Oh, he's a lifter." So I swear, she's like, "Lay down, face this way." She goes, so what kind of lifting do you do, Olympic? And I was like, well, thank you. But no, this is not the body of an Olympic lifter. <laughs> it's like, I do powerlifting. She goes, oh, me too. Good night. And I'm like, why would you wait until you put me <laughs> out to tell me the coolest thing about you? And, <laughs> and I was just out in a second. <laughs> so uh, if you're familiar with the uh, Happy Gilmore movie, Ben Stiller, the nurse and that uh yeah. You'll go to sleep or I'll put you to sleep. That's basically the running joke at the calf lab all the time. We get people that uh, tend to complain a lot. So we get them to go to sleep. And then as soon as they close their eyes, it's like, you'll go to sleep or I'll put you to sleep. You're in my world now, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> nice. One of my coworkers used to have his ID badge. He cut a picture out of Ben Stiller from that movie and put it over the top of his picture. That's <laughs> and awesome. it was the greatest thing. Yeah, that's, that's, great. that's funny until the boss notices. If they notice, um, oh, it's it's uh, the people I work with are all silly gooses, including my boss. So outstanding criti- critical care areas, and you'll find in the hospital or wherever. You kind of have to have a pretty different sense of humor, I'll say, to work in those because it's you know, it could be really high stress, and then you got to go eat lunch after you had something terrible happen in front of you. Yep. So you kind of just start to schluff stuff off, and uh, that's why a lot of us go to therapy. But you know, it happens. <laughs> So is uh, so obviously you you know you weight train for mental health and everything. Do you play the guitar for mental health as well? I do. I uh, I like to play guitar. I wish I was better. It's one skill I could probably stand to practice a little bit more. But I tend to serenade my dog in my basement and I tool around a little bit. But do either of you guys play anything? I do not know. Nah, nah. I sang for a couple of years. Not, do, you're not do, uh, skin flute players oh here we go <laughs> it does seem to be pretty popular though we've had multiple guests that have played some instrument or another so it seems to be a, a, a very running theme uh, I, I think the crew could have a pretty decent sized band <laughs> just be like that. big Zach singing I don't really care Would that, kid, like... that kid's got some pipes on him doesn't he uh, oh, for sure. I got one from Big Jen who noticed that you seem to do archery Obviously, you're hunting, but have you ever done a competition for archery? I, yeah, actually, uh, when I was in college, I was actually a national champion archer. We won a national championship in a team round when I was in college, and I was academic All-American a few times and All-American uh, back before the Little Liberal Arts School. We Before it was a varsity sport, we were a club, but we would go to national tournaments and shoot against, like, Texas A&M and Penn State and some big schools. And we were a school of 380 kids. And luckily where I grew up in Yankton is the National Field Archery Association headquarters. So we had this this baller range that we could go and train at and shoot. And uh, at one point I had aspirations of being in the Olympics, but uh, I tore up my shoulder and it had some weird pain. It was like a burst of sack rupture or something. And I couldn't, couldn't shoot the bow as much as I needed to to keep training for that, so that went away. But I still try to hunt, and I still enjoy uh, shooting shooting competitions every now and then, just a lot less than I used to. That is and so you, cool. 
you, you mentioned Yankton. That is a, a little river town on the Missouri River. So you basically grew up as a river rat. How was that? Uh, I uh, I am. I was and am still a river rat. Uh, so my grandparents had a little acreage uh, on the river. So I kind of grew up there. It's we. I still try to spend a lot of time down there fishing and hanging out on the beach and having campfires and stuff. Uh, have a little boat. They take out fishing took my wife out the first time when we were still dating and was going 30 miles an hour, weaving it out of logs, just full tilt. And she was not as big of a fan as I was. And I thought it was pretty funny, but uh, <laughs> she doesn't quite understand that I've been doing the same thing since I was eight. So, you know, you get, get a little experience under your, under your belt, but yeah, Yankton's kind of a interesting little town. It's about an hour South of Sioux Falls. So it's about four and a half hours away from Aberdeen, right on the yeah. Nebraska border. And was it at eight years old that you decided you wanted to be a chef and that just never came to fruition? Man, she really set me up for some zingers, <laughs> didn't she? I, I, and, and the reaction that you just gave us with your face <laughs> is why I slide into people's DMs because without like without people's spouses giving us this dirt and it's like it's not even like a, you know, just your like there obviously is a story there and you're just catching you off guard with it. Is, oh, that's why I love fucking doing these podcasts. It's great. It's my favorite part. <laughs> so... So little, little Paul, before he was big, Paul was a little chubby kid. And, uh, I love to watch food channel and all the cooking shows. So I would make, just make shit all the time. And, uh, I had a single mom growing up, so it was kind of up to me to cook a lot of my own food. And so I'd end up cooking for her, cooking for myself. And for a long time, I had aspirations of being a chef until I was actually in high school when I started to look into it more and just realizing that the business is just a nightmare to deal with and just dealing with people, which I'm not a huge fan of dealing doing anyways and uh, trying to run a business and all that stuff. And I was like, ah, that just sounds like way too much work for me. And like, I don't want to be married to a business. Mm -hmm. So uh, I still love to cook. Uh, I try to cook for myself and my wife. I meal prep for myself, but every Sunday I try to usually do like steak and risotto or something fancier on kind of like a nice Sunday supper, have a nice glass of wine and talk about our week and what's coming up. So, So I still love to cook, but my aspirations of being a chef have died. <laughs> uh, speaking of food, uh, you're, you're obviously a sweets guy. So not counting like fatty, unhealthy shit. Is there, what do you consider a good, healthy sweet? Like not fruit, like something that what would you, like, what do you like go to for a healthy treat? Oh, a healthy treat. Or is it even like, 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 I mean, basically it could be like your favorite protein bar or something if it has a little chocolate or peanut butter or something. But if, if it's, you know, if nothing jumps out to you, then it's probably, you know, possibly not worth mentioning. Or even if, if you're having trouble answering that one, um, somebody in your family was a pastry chef. So my mom was, uh, she actually used to be a cake decorator when she, it was one of her jobs that she had. She had a side business decorating cakes and she's an excellent baker. And that's probably part of the reason why I was a little on the heavy side as a kid. Uh, but everything she makes is good. Just scotcheroos, brownies. The uh, story that you probably want to hear is when I was a flight nurse. Uh, at one point we were down a nurse at the base I was at. So I worked five weeks straight of 24s, took a week off and worked four weeks after that, that week off, was probably the most unhealthy week of my life. I went to the bar every night and I got home and just eat crap. And at one point I just stress ate an entire uh, tub of monster cookie dough. Wow. So 
monster cookies are still my weakness. You would think after something as stupid as that, I would never want to touch them again. But oh, I can't say no. What's a, what's a monster cookie? Maybe I'm missing it. So it's like half chocolate chip cookie. There's some oatmeal in there. It's there's a bunch of peanut butter in there, and then M and M's and chocolate chips, and they're just they're just the tits, man. That sounds amazing. It's, it yeah. does sound really good. And imagine drinking like six IPAs and then coming home <laughs> to just cookie dough of that. You just can't. You can't not. Today, um, my my wife, she made something. Uh, all this food talk, and I, I got to throw this out there. So she made um, stuffed squash sprouts. So did you know you can eat the the little flower of a squash before it turns into a squash? I didn't. So she made those. She stuffed them with ricotta and coated them in batter, and I deep fried them outside. And like, shit, I could eat those all day. <laughs> like, that sounds amazing. Yeah, she likes to do this weird stuff every every couple of uh, every bit, but it's no tub of cookie dough. I'll tell you that. I don't so, even eat cookies. Go ahead. Uh, mention you mentioned Scotcheroos. That's a word I never heard until I saw uh, Tanner's flyer for the what was on the menu that night. Um, is that a, a a Midwest thing? Is that a is that a is that a South Dakota like a Scotcheroo? I think I had one. I can't really remember why. I mean, it was, oh. it, was, it, was it was it was it was a tasty treat. But is that like is have you ever heard of a Scotcheroo before going out there, Joey? No. Same. So. A scotcheroo is a Rice Krispie bar, but instead of just marshmallows and butter to keep everything together, it's uh, basically you make caramel and then you put peanut butter into it and then you add chocolate on the top with peanut butter melted into it. So it's just uh, it's basically heaven in Rice Krispie form. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's if you go to any potluck, any, you know, like church function, school function. You go over to somebody's house and they're like, oh, what should you, what do you bring something? Somebody's going to bring a pan of scotcheroos. And I will always go for a scotcheroo first round because it always happens in the night. People drink, people start to just pick and they even out the edges. And then before long, all the scotcheroos are gone and you're going to regret not getting one. <laughs> no, I should have tried one. Heads, heads up next year, get one. No, Absolutely. I regret not having one now. So is, uh, uh, is, is, is I just want one more thing. Uh, tiger meat. Is that a delicacy that you've, uh, in, had out there as well? I am a fan of tiger meat. Uh, okay. I, I like to eat my steaks like blue rare, rare. So that doesn't, you know, the raw meat aspect doesn't, doesn't, uh, throw me off in South Dakota, make a lot of really good beef and grow a lot of good beef. So, uh, there's actually a place that's just North of my hometown, it's called the Meridian Meridian Bar because it sits on the Highway 18, Highway 81, which Highway 81 follows the 81st Meridian, so that's why it's the highway. It's why it's 81. So it sits right at that corner of those two highways, and they serve tiger meat. That's actually pretty good. Hmm. No, we didn't. I didn't get to try that while I was down there either. Um, so there is one so, thing. There's always next year. No, there's definitely going to be next year. I'm going to know so many more people by then. Um, so there's one thing I wanted, I wanted to do. Um, and this requires a little backstory Now we've already, we've already spoken about it and I, I want to leave it here because I think it is the silliest thing I've ever heard. So Nate messages us earlier today. We have a group chat going and he says, and I quote, 
can we do a floss, floss, or floss segment where I'm going to bring up three types of floss and ask you to rank them? And I half zoned out. I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. Thinking that you somehow worked in dentistry. (laughs) Keith interjects and goes, you guys know it's floss and not floss, right? And I said, I don't care. I'm keeping it. I'm throwing Nate under the bus. So this is for, this is from Nate. It is irrelevant to anything we've discussed, but I'm keeping it just to make sure that Nate stays on his toes a little bit while this baby's around. So I'm going to give you three types of floss and you're going to rank them. All right, let's do it. Dental floss, the floss dance, and voodoo floss. Do we do we know what voodoo floss is? Do we have to discuss that? Nope, I I gotcha. All right. Uh, rank number one, the floss dance. I um, cannot do it. I respect those that can. It's so fun. I'm not good at doing it, but I'll be darned if I'm not going to try it all the time. Number two, dental floss. I try to floss twice a day. Usually I can get it once done a day. Uh, I'm told it's important. I don't know. I'm afraid of the dentist, so I try to floss to avoid going to the dentist. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and voodoo floss, I don't know. It's got to be the third because I think it's just smoke and mirrors. And I don't really think it matters. I, I've tried it. I, I just don't think it really matters. Maybe not doing it right, but it's never helped me. All right. Well, thanks, Big Nate, for that suggestion. There, there's a couple of crew members that are like on every episode. And whether or not they are on the episode, they're always here. And I uh, wanted to make sure that he somehow felt a little bit of that embarrassment that I feel when one of my questions goes wrong. <laughs> well, that's for you, Nate. I love you. And uh, I hope you're, <laughs> your new baby are having fun. He should enjoy that segment. I know I got a <laughs> kick out of it. I was like, I was reading it and I'm like, is it funny? Because it's like, it's floss adjacent like his name's floss adjacent like 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 that's that that's one of my like a pun adjacents that people always don't laugh at and then i was like wait no he really thinks his name is floss i think and i was like let me uh, i gotta set this straight so that was yeah. a i really enjoy our group chat and I, that's, I'm that, just is, a, we get, that is not the first time i've been called paul floss well and i'm just a dumb golden retriever going along with it right i'm just having fun no matter what's going on and it's just Keith is like, you know, that's not his name. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. Like, I knew that wasn't his name. I assumed this was something to do with something else. So, oh, dude, I that's like pretty small potatoes. And I think it's really fucking funny. <laughs> that's great. Good. Silly question of the week is making a return. So what do you got for me? Big us, big Joey. All right. Um, I actually reached out to Maddie to see if this one was going to land or not. <laughs> nice. And I think we're going to find out right now. If there was a, what fictional language would you want to learn? And this can be anything like fantasy, science fiction. I know you're a Marvel movie fan, anything, but I want to know why, why that particular language? I had friends that learned Elvin back in high school when Lord of the Rings came out. Cause you could just learn Elvin, right? I know my answer. My wife knew my answer before I had to say it. You said it had to be fictional. Well, you can learn a real language right now. Nothing is stopping well, you. Like yeah, what? What, the... what fictional language would you think would be the most interesting to learn? I'll, I'll tell you now. Uh, in the Star Trek Discovery, 
when it's it happens pre-contact um not pre-contact but like um pre-federation ish the original the original klingon language that guttural um that when they say things like keep klingon or stay klingon remain klingon that's what they say all the time but that i would love to learn whatever that was but apparently it doesn't exist on paper because some of the sound effects they actually had to make up but i think that sounded so cool it sounded so just like harsh and angry and and like primal because that's what the klingons at the time were portrayed as that's my choice I think I would have to say just Klingon from Star Trek because my dad was a big Trekkie growing up. So just looking at that, a funnier answer, I think, would be uh, to speak the same language as the guys on Letterkenny. But uh, I, I know that's just never going to happen. So I speak I speak that. It's fine. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> uh, sometimes there's shit in the urinal. And <laughs> the what? So Klingon, that's two Klingons, but like, would you go like Star Trek Next Generation Klingon? After like, so should... that guy, so Worf, we'll talk about Lieutenant Worf. He is a hybrid, right? So he is a human Klingon hybrid because um, after Star Trek Discovery, they started breeding together and they had like, mm-hmm. like that. So that's their Klingon. The Klingon, I'm going, if you, you can hear the difference slightly, but. Totally would be. I think Klingon would be a fun one, and you can learn Klingon. It's on Duolingo, but it's a fictional language. Like it doesn't. It's not spoken in the world. Right. Yeah. I just. You know, my dad was a Trekkie growing up, so I think I just have to go with that. I don't. Huh. You know. Good choice. That, that's probably about it. Keith is googling languages right now. I well, I was trying to see what jumps. Like, I guess dark. Checking his spreadsheets. He's checking the spreadsheet. Like. uh Dothraki, Spanish. I, I would love to learn Spanish. Of, uh, was a big Game of Thrones, a big Game of Thrones fan. is a good one, actually. I didn't even think of that. I had to. It was. Uh, it was like trying to Google Google like made up languages. <laughs> it's pretty close to Klingon Dothraki, I think, because they do the same. All of those things, like those older languages, they all sound the same because they they're trying to emulate that guttural, heavy tongue that that we used to speak with in all of our languages, right? Even you just said Spanish. There's a, a form of Spanish called Castilian Spanish, which is spoken mainly in Madrid, Spain, and they have a heavier tongue. Mm. So their Zs are th- like, they pronounce everything with a that and a heavy tongue because that's, gotcha. but they also think they're better than everybody else. So unless you're listening to this, in which case keep doing what you're doing. If I was to go real language, I would be torn between, I guess, whatever is it, is it Korean that most like all the Netflix shows, like there's like a million Netflix shows that are Korean yep. and then you got to watch them on dubs and it's just a pain in the ass. And, but like maybe that, cause I've even got, I like, I watched a like, uh, was it kingdom is like the zombie. I'm mm-hmm. not sure that might be, I don't know if that's Chinese or Korean, but there's like a whole, so I guess one of those two, if, the, if it was flip flop between the two of them, but uh, basically stuff that I consume on Netflix that is in a different language. That's just a pain in the butt to, you know, because then it's like the, the it's like do I do I do I want to read it or do I just deal with it like just not syncing up? And I think typically I just go with the the English voiceover and just kind of deal with it looking weird. Well, I mean, you could just do that. That's the thing about real languages, and I know it seems hard, but I'll give you a, a brief example. So in my in my high school days, I did French, Spanish, English, obviously, and um, I was actually set to get the scholarship for French and Spanish languages in general, but I ended up hating my 
grade 12 French teacher. Um, but then I also just started implementing a little bit of um, Latin. And now I just sometimes learn German for fun. Um, but if it, it seems daunting, but I'll be honest with you, if you, if you look at it from this perspective, when you started powerlifting, that's a new language for you. You didn't know RPE. You didn't know RIR. Oh, sure. You didn't know that stuff. And while it's in language, it's in English, it's a new language. So if you're sitting here telling yourself you can't learn a new language, you're lying because you've already done it. You've done it multiple times throughout your entire life. When you started going to school, you didn't know any of this medical language. And sure, it's all in English, but you learned a whole new language, man. So if you are out there and you're thinking, well, I'd like to learn Korean, go do it. Go buy a book, start practicing. Nobody's going to make fun of you. So that's motivational, Joey. I'm going to drink this beer. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll lead us into one of our favorite games here, a little overrated and underrated for Big Paul. Are you familiar with the game? You understand the rules. It's not your personal opinion. It's the, uh, you know, you got to compare it to what the general pop, the general population think of each subject and then kind of come up with an answer that way using a little druthers. As long as I have my druthers, I need nothing else. Then you do have to ride one horse. You can't ride two horses with one ass. Hey, so is there some trivia? Who was the first person to say that? Where did we get that? I, re- I remembered it the other day. I don't know. It was Marisa, wasn't it? From Juggernaut? It might have been. I think I, I heard it referenced in like a random movie or show, like completely unmassonomics related, like somewhat in the last couple of weeks, I think, too. And I was like, Huh. I've heard that before. So I think it's just an actual thing. And the- well, yeah. How did it get into our world? So if anybody's listening, go ahead and correct me. But I'm I'm fairly certain as Marisa. I never I, I never knew the word druthers or Harkin existed until Massonomics. And now I like I hear I'm like every like every two days. I'm like, oh, I know what that means. And now you're fucking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Harkin's a good one. And it's so funny how often that one comes up right now. Oh, anyway. Yeah, we're going to do overrated, underrated. Uh, some of these are they're all handpicked for you. Um, but they're all from different sources. Uh, I have some of the sources written down. I know Jen sent me some. I came up with at least three of these. Keith has one of them, two of them. So, uh, Keith, why don't you lead the way with those first couple? Uh, number one for Big Paul Floss, overrated or underrated? This is from our buddy Big Bryce, Sanford Health. So, and this is a real catch-22. So, I work for Avera Health, which in South Dakota, especially Sioux Falls, there's two major health systems. There's Avera, there's Stanford. Bryce works for Stanford. I work for Avera. And I've worked for Avera almost my whole career. So I got to say they're overrated. But my wife may get a job with Stanford, so we might have a house divided. So I'm still going with the overrated because I work for the for the good guys, the good guys in green. Sanford wears blue, and uh, I just gotta say they're 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 overrated. Nice, good, good, good. I'm, I'm I always like when we get uh you know some some specific people to ask questions, and it's actually like hits home. So it always makes it a little more enjoyable for us. So this next one comes from uh, one of the hosts. He asked about I don't know how to pronounce this properly, so I'm gonna say IV grocery Ivy. stores. Because he did, he did, he he did not spell it out that way, and I was looking at it and I was like H I V grocery stores. I don't get it, but yeah, High V grocery stores. So High V grocery stores. High V grocery is a business that started in Iowa. So there's a lot of crew that probably shops at High V. I hate High V. They're way overrated. They're overpriced. Well, the only thing that would kind of 
decrease their overratedness slightly is they have really good American Chinese food. They're, uh, mm. We call it high chai. Yep. So uh, it's it's very good, but as a whole, I think Hy-Vee is overrated. Now, is that like a hot food bar they have it, or is there like a dedicated little station where you can just like go? Yeah. So, no, they have like a whole, like basically diner. They have like Italian high, or Chinese and then like American food where you can get like mashed potatoes and turkey and chicken and all sorts of other shit. It's like it's you could you could eat an entire like day's worth of food there and eat something new for every meal. That's hot <laughs> nice. and ready that you can just eat there. I got to ask Keith, when he sent you this, did he just send you HIV grocery? It, it, I believe, because I even like, I even looked at it for a second and just paused, and then I, I had to Google, it, and then it was like, okay, and then I think I even responded. So Keith had to Google like, HIV and was like, well, wait a second, because I even, I even responded to one of the hosts. I was like, I thought you were talking about AIDS for a second. I was very confused. I was like, wait, what? Uh, but then it all made sense. So, uh, yeah, so it should be, was, it should be H H Y V E E is high. Yeah, and, yeah yep, which is what he put it in as in the notes. But yep. The way he was describing it, it was like the HIV grocery. What the hell? Is- <laughs> that's that's how it HIV, was. HIV HIV grocery completely. And, <laughs> unless I was looking at it wrong in the in the in the text I got from uh, one of the one of the hosts with a beard. Uh, I'm not shopping there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I, I, I don't want what they're selling. Um, all right, last one that I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna hit you with is uh, Pop Country. Overrated or underrated? Pop Country. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> It is, it's, it's terrible. I don't know if you guys like pop country. I'm going to assume no, but it sucks. So Mm -hmm. I, uh, I don't mind country music, but the country music I like is like Sturgill Simpson, a little bit more like Americana outlaw country stuff, which is sad that I love it. It's sad that you have to call, you have to, it's sad that you have to call it like Americana or outlaw country, which is just saying country music that doesn't suck. (laughs) Yeah. So completely overrated. Morgan Wallen sucks. Jason Aldean sucks. Luke Bryan sucks. Agreed. Um, Hank three, go listen. Shooter Jennings, oh, yeah. go listen. Bridge City Sinners, go listen. Scott Byram, go listen. Stick to all these guys, and you'll love country music again. But yeah, this all committee written. Coulter Wall, Coulter Wall, a fellow Canadian for you. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, love that dude actually. Um, but I was like, I call it Chrome Country. Yeah. Right. Because these are the guys with the shiny pickups and the that you know. You know I I understand the working man. Now you don't. You grew up in Atlanta, no. my friend. Like you don't know small towns. Anyway, so glad we I'm glad we agree on that one. All right. So that's three overrated. Okay. Get the feeling I'm gonna get a couple overrated. <laughs> so, <laughs> overrated or underrated? Dog breath. You know, I love dog breath. I'm saying underrated. I love dogs. <laughs> I love all dogs. I don't care. They're all good boys. Yes. And, correct. you know, I'll take a nice wet dog nose and a slobbery kiss any day of the week. It always makes me smile. So Jen wanted me to ask overrated or underrated gold adores. Underrated. I have a gold adore. They're the best of both worlds. I have a great hunting dog. I take him duck hunting, pheasant hunting. He does mm-hmm. great. Hunts like a lab. Super motivated to go. But then he sits on the couch and loves only like a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. And he's just the happiest dog and loves everybody like every golden retriever I've ever met. So it's the best of both worlds. I recommend everybody gets one. 
that's why I mentioned earlier the golden retriever thing because it's just sometimes you just want to be that happy. You just want to be oh, that yeah. happy and loving, just walking around like everything's new and great and awesome. And I agree. Uh, that was all. That was like a one and a one a. Um, so I'm actually going to turn these ones around. I'm going to read these in a different order. So overrated or underrated? Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I uh, for a long time at work, I had a Thanos sticker on my name badge, much like my coworker had the Ben Stiller, and uh, people would ask me, "Why do you have a Thanos sticker on your name tag?" And I just just snap my fingers. And said, <laughs> I just wish, I just wish half <laughs> these people were gone. <laughs> so I'm going underrated. He is probably my favorite uh, favorite character in that universe. Nice. Although I do know that in the actual like comic books and the whole mythology behind it, Thanos is trying to impress uh, death and all that stuff. But I don't know. It's uh, I just like the characters in the movies. I think do a pretty good job for him. And it's just that uh, snapping my fingers trying to get half the people gone, you know, but they just are always there. Well, they, they would have had to water him down for the movies, right? Right. You can't have him trying to kill everybody so he can impress death. You know, that's kind of a bad and, deal. And, and Marvel death is a sexy lady too. Right. So right. Because Deadpool also has a crush on her. Yeah. He's trying to get laid. I mean, we've all done <laughs> bad things for women, but. All right. Uh, you cut your is... hair off for a woman, I believe. So. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So this is the one for all the Marvels, Marvels, Marvels. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, overrated or underrated photo finish toilet runs after walking the dogs. <laughs> My wife and I are going to have to have a conversation about this. She gave me like a paragraph describing <laughs> this and we had to, we had to like sum it up into like something that we could say on the podcast. Cause she gave me so much information. So I have a little bit of IBS. Okay. And, uh, I used to drink a bunch of coffee before I would go on my morning walk. And I walk like almost three miles every morning. And uh, there's a couple times where I would send a Snapchat to my wife when she was up getting ready for school. Like, you need to open the front door because I don't know if I'm going to make it. I've been there. That's the only reason I'm laughing. There was times where I would like the dog would still have his leash on and he would end up in the kitchen. And like, I would leave my coat on and my shoes on, just run to my basement. Like I'm going to shit my pants. So we've all been there. I think they're underrated, you know, and it's same with that <laughs> of powerlifting meat. Sometimes, sometimes you push yourself a little hard and you think I got out of this hole in the squat, but I might've, I might need a new pair of boxers. There are, there are literal times my wife will tell you, we will pull into the driveway and I will just jump out of the car and go like just pee in the driveway because like, Nope, I'm not making it to that washroom. Like I'm going to burst now. Or even like, are you going to help me with groceries? And I'm already halfway in the door. No, because <laughs> so I relate is what I'm trying to say. So I have a I have a lifetime policy. I never trust anybody that has not gambled on a fart and lost as an adult. <laughs> That's <laughs> happened. Yeah. Well, that brings overrated and underrated. It looks like you passed. Yep. Well, we, we we can air this one this week. We still got to figure out a closing cool beans alternative. I'm on it. I'm on it. I already know yes. what I want. It's just a matter of programming it. Make it happen, Kevin. I'm gonna have to sit down with Nate. What if you need, like? I don't know if you guys have ever installed things on a computer. 
obviously you have, you're not Luddites like me. Um, but it was asking for so many permissions and confusing things. I was just like, I'm going to call Nate. Like we'll I FaceTime and he can walk me through it. He should definitely have more free time now, right? You know, that's what happens when you have a third kid, right? You just have more free time. Yeah. The big one watches the little one. Yeah. Yeah. He can't feed the kid. You got all sorts of spare time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He, and, and as somebody who has two kids uh, about this age, fathers are useless. You're there to support mom. You, you, you're you useless to the child, right? Unless you're getting up at night or you don't have to work or anything like that. Like, yeah, it's, I will say, yeah, for the most part, you're right, Paul. It's I'm just here to get you things while you do the baby stuff. Like, that's what I'm going to yeah. do. Or I'm here to watch the other ones because this one's taking all your time. All right. So I'm interested to see what Paul has for us. So we're going to flip it back on right. you and see if you want to ask us some questions or not. I have uh, one question that I'd like each of you to answer. A, and I don't know if my wife had mentioned anything, but I love being outside. I love nature, walking, hiking, hunting, fishing. But there's one thing that I've always loved. And I, I related a lot to my grandpa and growing up on the river and stuff like that. But uh, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Myself, I would consider myself an oak tree. I uh, like to think of myself as strong, kind of slow growing, slow to grow on you. But once once I'm there, I'm there. I'm strong, and I kind of represent that strength. I kind of want to know what you guys think. A little bit more of a serious goose question, but. All right. So Keith looks like he's programming. So I'll go ahead and answer. Um, interestingly, I uh, primarily use tree-scented things. I love trees. Uh, my beard oil is uh, essentially, um, it smells like the moss of a tree. Uh, like if you were to smell my beard oil when I first put it on, you would think I was sleeping in the woods. Um, I would have to say it's a toss-up uh, between a willow tree. Um, I love willow trees because they are gigantic their roots are spread far, uh, but they are strong. They are strong because they are limber and because they are willing to move with the wind rather than against it. And that's where their strength lies is in their flexibility. And I think that as, as a person growing, that should be everybody's endeavor. Be like water, as Bruce Lee said. Um, I like so it. I would say that, um, or a birch tree. And it's only genuinely just because a birch tree is so effing useful up here in canada like the 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 indigenous population use them for everything they're the cleanest burning wood so it's guaranteed that you can cook over it um you can pretty much use the bark for anything it has medicinal properties uh, and it looks cool but the problem is they are weak um physically so a good fart will knock over a birch tree (laughs) <laughs> but they're useful in every other realm. I just thought maybe it was because you peel if you get sunburned. Oh my God, do I ever. You know, purple. Wife was laughing at me the other day. You're going to go purple from this sunburn. Heath, what do you got? What's your tree, man? I don't know. Uh, what is the, what's the enormous ones in like uh, the, the big state parks out west? You're going to call yourself a redwood? I got to hear this. I guess. But I was like the massive ones are where there's like the people at the bottom are just they look like an inch, yeah. Yeah, those those are the redwoods out in the west coast. Uh, I guess those would be cool because they're the biggest and the best, I suppose. But they're they're the most phallic shaped. 
Yeah, I have to kind of, uh, <laughs> I have to kind of feed into the orange beast. Though, are there or, are there there are actual orange trees, right? So I'd have to go with an orange tree, I suppose, just because it provides sustenance. Well, you're from New York. All all trees go orange at some point, right? There's a uh, os- there's uh, Osage orange, which is the high the hottest burning wood that there is. It's uh, they make a lot of archery equipment out of it. It's Osage orange, mm. and uh, if you burn too much Osage orange in like a cast iron. Uh, fire burning stove you can actually melt it because it gets too hot oh wow what makes wood actually burn hot is it it's weird it's had like more something about its composure it what it's made of that actually burns hotter that's crazy somebody much smarter than me probably (laughs) yeah yeah i'm not i'm not an arborist i'm just a monkey with a syringe man i'm a monkey with a syringe we've got an arborist in the crew we should probably hope they listen and answer this question for us i like this the Something that provides sustenance and like, oh, you know, food for other people, I guess, because I feel like that's kind of what I like to do. I like to provide a place. I like to provide an orange sanctuary down here. So a tree <laughs> that provides oranges would be the same, right? I dig it. The orange glazed tree. Uh, Paul, genuine question. And for the people at home, I hope you can figure this out. How did it get so much darker that you look like the cover <laughs> of a John Wick movie well, right now? So- I'm in I'm in my wife's office that uh, I don't have the lights on because when I got home it was still relatively light out but now the sun has set and uh, it's just I have no light behind me and I'm wearing a black <laughs> shirt so now it's just uh, I'm a floating head. We it went from full visibility to like shooting a queen video like you're just a floating head yeah. right now. <laughs> well, I think we, we would have started at seven thirty. Aberdeen or uh, Sioux Falls time and now it's a little after nine Sioux Falls time so if, if there's anything we know about South Dakota is that it gets dark kind of late so yeah that, that's I soon as, as soon as I started like the last hour it's gotten darker and darker and darker in yeah. the last 20 minutes it's just he is literally now it's almost like a meme you're just a neck and a head it's pretty hysterical it's so he can hide from the mosquitoes oh god they I just saw so I have a big picture window in this office and I just saw a truck spraying for mosquitoes drive past. So yeah. Yeah. We have a mosquito problem. Yeah, there you're telling me. You know, fly problems. <laughs> just, just regular they got the biggest damn horse flies that wanna, you know, suck your soul. I never noticed that. And they bite. God damn do they bite. Yeah, I got I got lots because I, I even like before I went to Tanner's, I bought like mis- like mosquito spray and like sprayed the shit out of myself. And I was like, cool, no mosquitoes. But then I got still got bit by like seven houseflies. Oh, yeah. It's a nightmare. Well, that about wraps us up, guys. It's a, a pretty decent episode, pretty good length. Um, but I do have a single question. Uh, did you guys hear the end of last week's episode? <laughs> did you guys catch the Easter egg? Of our episode. Yeah, I did. I actually, uh, I was looking at on it uh just listening to it, and I was like, oh, there's still a couple minutes left, and it sounds like it's done, but it definitely was not. You got to listen to for the goose honk. Yep. It, it ain't over till the, the goose honks, and I, I can we give spoilers? Like, do you assume if they're listening to this one that they've listened to that one? Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, when that phone started ringing, <laughs> and he and, and Big Matt was there, can I tell you, I think I was in the gym, okay, just finishing it up because we started it upstairs and then I took it downstairs in the gym. I died. I had to like lean over my barbell because I was laughing so hard. I think I was doing military press or something. At, like the, what a next level. And this is all Nate. 
uh, I'll tell everybody. I'll give. I'll tell you all. Nate actually didn't tell us he was doing that. That's really funny. Yeah. So when Keith commented, he was like, "Hey, that was really funny." I was like, "Now I got to hear it." <laughs> um, you know, uh, as far as the future of the podcast goes, Paul, you've listened to all of our episodes. Um, you know, Keith, we've been on all the episodes. Well, I I have. To me, <laughs> that was permission for the next level of where I think we can go with this. That was a full on skit. Oh yeah, that was, that was great. That was a skit added to the end, and I was just like, "That's what we were missing. We were missing that yeah. next level." of how to make things a little funnier. And I think that, yeah, I think you just got to keep dropping little, little nuggies in there for uh, the dedicated listeners that, you know, yeah. I, I think it's worth it. And I think you could, we could probably figure out a few more things through the discord to just keep kind of keep adding to the, yeah. the prestige of it all. You know, instead of just us talking all the time, but having that little skit at the end, I was like, that's it. Like that was what we needed. And then if we do that every once in a while where we can just suddenly focus a little more on the comedy I think I'm ready. I'm so excited. I want to thank Nate for that. Yeah, I thought I had like accidentally called someone because I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> the, the podcast is over. And then it's like my phone's ringing and like I said, I'm driving in my work van from one job to the next. And I'm like, did I call my boss back or something? Like, what the fuck? And then there's Nate's voice with our voicemail. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be really good. And then it was it was perfect. So if you have not listened to it, you, you know, do yourself a favor, go back, listen to last week's episode. Uh, I know that goes to like all of Paul's hundreds of uh, followers that are all probably only tuning into this episode. Go ahead and do yourself a favor, you know, like, follow, subscribe to the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast. Go back, listen to our backlog because um, that is important. So. Thank you for that. And uh, rate us and all that jazz. All right. I'm going to bring it on home. You can find us at unpaid and under unpaid and underrated podcast on the Instagram. Uh, but if you are having trouble with that, just go to unpaidinternpodcast.com. Uh, that actually leads you to all the episodes. You can find whatever you listen to us on, uh, on the website, as well as some bios for me and Keith and yeah, you have a new bio now. You have like a three, you have like a paragraph bio, and I still got the, the 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 three words, but you know they're both accurate, so can't be too upset with it. Well, you'd never know based on everything you see from me and that I used to write. I've been published by newspapers and and stuff. Like I used to write all the time, and then they're like, "Well, write a bio," and I'm like, "I, I don't want to talk about me." So it took me like two months to finally get something reasonable. Um. Paul, where can we find you? Where can people follow you on? Uh, that's Paul Foss, R-N, Foss, F-O-S-S, not F-L-O-S-S. Uh, so Paul Foss, R-N on Instagram, and then uh, Big Paul on the Discord. Still the one and only Paul. Let's let's keep it that way. Uh, can people follow your dog? Uh, he has an Instagram. My wife runs it, so hopefully she'll be a little bit more uh, up-to-date on things. He is uh, Loki the Goldador. He's a gorgeous dog. I was... I was perusing that and because I also love dogs. I was checking that out, to be honest with you. Uh, you can find me at uh, Joey underscore Malesko. I'm Elise. He's at KO. Uh, but chances are you're already following me if you're listening to this. If not, I'm probably going to bore you, but tune in. And I am Big Keith. You can follow me on Instagram at KeithHoneyCat73. Go check out my orange gym, the No Wine Cellar. And in the meantime, we'll go ahead and see you next Tuesday. Uh-huh.